0: Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode number 11. As a former classroom teacher, now homeschooling mom of five, I love to equip and encourage other homeschool families. So stick around to learn how to homeschool with Moxie. It's about embracing your journey and finding your groove. Show notes for today's episode can be found at 41more.com forward slash 11. And this episode is brought to you by my free resource library. I stick all my freebies and downloads and playlists and even a free course in there. You can get access easily by going to 4 1 morecom forward slash library. So this is episode number 11, and I've titled it Seasons of Homeschool Life. I don't know when you're listening to this. um, If you're listening as soon as it comes out live, it's probably January, but you might be listening to this in the summer or maybe in September at the start of a new year. But the neat thing is that what we're going to talk about today applies to you no matter when you're listening to this. Do you love fresh starts? Maybe you're the type that just loves the New Year's resolutions and the goals but maybe not. Maybe you're opposite and all of that goal setting just overwhelms you. You'd rather plan week by week. Well, the good news is that what we talk about today can apply to both types of people. You don't have to be a super organized, productive type A person and you don't have to be the opposite where you don't like goals. What we're going to talk about can help either type of personality. And what we're talking about is seasons to homeschool life and seasonal organizing energy. This, um, Podcast was inspired by Lisa Woodruff of organized365.com. She has a super interesting podcast about organizing and productivity. And she talked about having different seasonal energy and to go with that when you're decluttering your house. So you know how it feels after Christmas or right around Christmas when you just want to get rid of all the extra stuff because it's just driving you crazy. We know what it feels like in in the spring when the warm weather's coming and we feel like um, cleaning our house. And just she talks about... that you need to just go with that normal, natural peak and valley of your seasonal energy. Well, I thought this really had a lot of application to homeschooling. So we're going to get to that in just a minute. But one other resource I wanted to mention is the book by Brian Moran called The 12-Week Year. You know, if you look at a whole entire year that is normally 12 months and you set these amazing goals... You know, by by month two or three, you might have already given up because it just feels so far away that you will see results and you will be able to check that goal off. So his premise in his book, The 12-Week Year, is to set goals for each new year, which happens every 12 weeks. So I guess in his system, there'd be about four new years a year. Does that make sense? So in a calendar year, every 12 weeks, you get to start over fresh with new goals, and the neat thing about that is you get smaller chunks, it's easier to manage, and it's easier to divide down into these attainable goals where you can say, okay, if this is my 12-week goal, how does that look this week? What do I need to need to accomplish this week to be able to check that goal off in 12 weeks? So For an example, if your goal is to lose weight, you might track that down to weekly habits that will cause you to lose that 10 pounds in 12 weeks. So, you know, cutting calories or exercising or cutting carbs, you would be able to specify little goals. Or if your goal is to reorganize the homeschool room, well, that could be super overwhelming. But instead, if you say, that's my goal for the next 12 weeks, you can list all the tasks that need to be done assign each task to a certain week, and then you get that done in little chunks. So it helps make goals attainable, and you will actually see much more productivity and much more progress towards your big goals. I've tried to put this into practice in my life. I don't always do it perfectly, and I don't always do it by 12 week years, but today let's talk about more of Three new years. This is what Lisa Woodrow at Organize 365 talks about. She talks about every year naturally has three brand new starts. And I, as I thought about her framework, I realized that for homeschooling moms, this is certainly true. See if you agree. The first new year is January, which is natural new year right after Christmas. And it usually goes till the end of May, till the end about the time we finish school. And then your second new year is the summer, the summer break where unless you homeschool year round, you're taking a break from normal school routines. And then your third new year starts again in September and goes till December. It's your natural fall semester. So do you see how that Fits perfectly for a homeschool routine. And the neat thing is, let's talk about practical ways and action steps for getting the most out of each new year. Are you ready? I've created a downloadable PDF for you, um, which you can grab straight from my show notes page over at 41 morecom forward slash 11, which will give you action steps for each of these new years. So if you are hearing this and you're driving or you're getting some housework done, don't worry about taking notes. You can just go over and, and just print that right out. So let's talk about some of these action steps. First, let's talk about January through May. That's our first... Year or year one. You know how it is if you live in most of North America, you would have shorter, darker days. It sometimes feels, you know, if you live in a place where you get the seasons, it's cold, it's kind of, you know, dreary, it's harder to feel motivated. So during this time, you need to give yourself grace when you're homeschooling and flexibility because sometimes you and the kids just won't feel like doing school. Unit studies are great during this time of the year because hopefully you've worked hard in the fall, you've gotten good progress, and now you can afford to take a week and study something enjoyable, do a unit study. I'm pretty rigid with no leeway in the first semester so that I can afford to loosen up in the second semester because if you don't loosen up, you might burn out. So you do need to take this into account. Don't expect hard work all year long. Something's got to give. And sometimes after Christmas, it's hard to get back and be motivated again. So unit studies are a great, great option. During the January through May season, you're also going to feel like decluttering and organizing paperwork a lot more because you're in the house. This is a great time to, of course, work on taxes, maybe tackle some home projects or crafts, but definitely on the homeschool front, focus on getting your homeschool work done. A lot of us, um, we might have to deal with homeschool paperwork that needs turned in at the end of the year. This is a great time to start organizing that so it's not a mad dash in the spring. I also think that in January through May is a great time to start weeding out extra curriculum you haven't used this year, stuff you've you've stocked up on that hasn't fit your needs and just get rid of it. Sell it or give it away. Um, And I think now's a great time to start creating the skeleton of next year's homeschool plan. For some of you who are not planners, this might seem super early. Maybe you don't think about this till August because you don't want to think about it too early but I have found that when I give myself time to think about it I can have more time to find deals and it also gives me more time to track down the best curriculum more time to look at recommendations. And my radar is just generally up looking for good ideas if I start early. It doesn't mean you have to go with what you plan right now, but create a skeleton of next year's plan. And I'll link to these action steps, and I'll also link to resources for planning in the show notes at 4 morecom forward slash 11. So that's the first year, January through May. That's year number one. But once you hit June through August, unless you're homeschooling year-round, we kind of get a summer break. This would be year two. And of course, when you're taking a break from homeschooling, now you might have more time to work on those house projects that had to to go untouched all year. So use your early bird or night out tendencies to your advantage because usually it's longer daylight. You can stay up late and get these projects done or you can get up early and it's bright out. It's a great time to do family trips. It's a great time to do family things, household projects, things you needed to... Um, do for your hobby or for your side job. It's a great time to give extra thought to those because you don't have to homeschool. But there are still things to prep for this year. So leading up to year number two, so year number two starts in in your summer break, June about June, so back that up a bit. About April or May, here are the action steps for getting ready to be the most productive in year number two. You're going to want to organize your home, organize your homeschool stuff. And naturally, in April or May, in the spring, you're going to have a lot of planning energy because the weather's getting nicer and it's getting lighter out longer. So take that energy and make next year's homeschool plan. Personally, I love to be finalized with my homeschool plan by April or May and actually do my curriculum shopping, everything, have it arrive organize it, stick it away, and forget about it till September. And I even get my Trello boards ready, everything, so that I can enjoy the summer not having homeschool and the planning and all of that sticking over my head all summer. So I would suggest doing that. If homeschool planning gives you, you know, if you feel sick thinking about all the work it takes, I would get it done early. I would do that prep in April and May so that you can be productive during your summer by for doing household projects and that kind of thing. So in April and May, you're going to want to use that natural planning energy, make next year's homeschool plan, shop for the curriculum. And this is also homeschool conference season. So get that professional development in and get energized and ready for your next year. Even while your current year might not be totally finished if it's April or May, you still can be looking ahead to getting next year organized. So that's year number two. It runs from about June through August. Now, the third natural year is about September through December. That's usually your fall semester, September through December. And you know how September starts out very structured, and by December, no one feels like doing school anymore, and it ends up a little chaotic, and that's normal. Um, You end up starting out organized, you're very productive, and then not so much. But In order to have the best fall semester or that year number three, the best year number three you can have, you need to back up a little bit and start preparing in July and August. So in the summer, and this is natural for homeschool moms, I think we realize, okay, I've got to spend a little time getting ready for the school year. But if you've done all your planning in the spring and you bought curriculum, you actually have a bulk of your heavy lifting done when you had natural seasonal energy in the spring. Because many of us in the summer, it could be hot and we're, we're gone, you know, we're doing trips with the kids or we're with the kids. There's just so much going on in the summer. We don't necessarily feel like being super productive. But that's okay. You can still focus on some house and family projects, get those done, get ready for the school year. But you've already done your school year planning and bought your curriculum. So really all that's left is maybe to create systems. So during the summer, think through how your family uses space, where do you do your school? How do we um, systematize the chores and the household tasks so that everyone's involved? Everything doesn't fall on mom's shoulders. How do we make ourselves more productive? And set those systems up in the summer so that when September rolls around, you're, they're already in place. You just teach the kids here's the system, here's laundry, here's how we do it, and get systems in place for yourself. How am I doing shopping? And so I'll link to resources for all these things over at 41more.com forward slash 11. But I think if we also think of our year in little chunks, so this way the framework is in three chunks, three natural breaks that we get to start fresh as homeschool families, I think we can do a lot with being productive because it doesn't feel like our goals are going to take all year to accomplish. So I think set goals even for your kids' education – a a thing I love to do in the new year in January is to notice maybe holes, things I've neglected and say, you know what, we're going to do a unit study or we're going to take extra time to work on these things. Maybe it's States and capitals. Maybe it's some art uh, projects. Maybe it's, you know, whatever, um, certain life skills that I want to teach the kids. Take those natural seasonal breaks in your calendar to plan for those things. And I think you're gonna find yourself much more productive and find that you have checked so much off your list. So what do you think? Join the conversation over at 41more.com forward slash 11, where you can download this PDF, Seasons of Homeschool Life. It'll give you action steps that will lead to a more productive life as you plan ahead to each of the three new years. So thanks for joining me again on the Homeschool with Moxie podcast and happy homeschooling.